It's time for the Team Bear Sports Podcast. First time in a few months now, Team Bear Sports Podcast, Jackson, Tim, Kevin. I mean, we left off Bears regular season and then just kind of that lull period. But now, I mean, we have to be back now. We have to make our return back because, I mean, it's been a hot couple days as a Chicago Chicago Bears fan, I would say. Uh, I mean, who, who wants to lead it off? What, what do we talk about first? The signings, the trade? we got to probably do the trade first. If you don't care, or if you are all about bears, and for whatever reason you only listen to this podcast, uh, it's like you froze yourself. You went from a really shitty day of being the number one pick. Well, actually, it wasn't a really shitty day because it was awesome that Lovey Smith flubbed it and gave us the first pick. But now we got DJ Moore and we got cool things. So if you you, you just froze yourself, you're good now. You're happy. Yeah, we're Fry from Futurama. I just fell into the... The vacuum froze ourselves and came back, and the Bears are a, a capable, looks like, team. And, I mean, I guess Jackson, just run, run, you can run down what the uh, the trade was. I know we're a few days past it actually happening, but what did the, the Bears end up trading the first overall pick to the Panthers, and what, what did we get in return? Uh, let's see. We got the number nine pick. Um, we got their first-round pick next for next year this year's second round pick which i think is the 61 right something like that yeah somewhere in there yeah we have four picks in the top 64 um and we have their 2025 second round pick and a legit now number one wide receiver probably a top 12 wide receiver in the league i would say yeah it's funny because like when all of like the tweets and like the articles came out saying that we traded the pick like DJ Moore was like the last thing on that list that said that it said that the Bears received. And I was like, you kind of almost like brush past it because you're just looking at the picks and then it's like, oh, hold a second. DJ Moore, we were talking about a few months ago, see if the Bears could trade for DJ Moore. Yeah, where, where, I remember where, Tim saying where, that. Where we would be giving up the picks, but we gained the picks, or gained picks, moved back, and also gained DJ Moore. So it's, I mean, we were kind of kind of talking about it few months ago but now we got this in a much better circumstance so I, know, I, so i'm happy we haven't really talked you know like we i thought we were going to talk more about like the off season we or you know it's like you said we've been kind of frozen in time you know we've been busy we're we're adults with very important jobs um and, and you know life just happens and like how much can we really talk about the draft yeah trade, and there's nothing really to for, talk yeah, about yeah. you know I don't really of... want to talk about other teams winning and losing in the playoffs when we're not in there. Um, and, you know, not thinking about baseball in January. But, um, you know, there's a few articles that came out saying, you know, when you look at Josh Allen, you look at Jalen Hurts, how they both made those trades in their third round, or I'm sorry, excuse me, their third year to get that number one wide receiver. Both those teams lost draft picks to get that to get that guy. And what's so weird about the Bears, how they kind of hit this miracle shot, was just like they have their quarterback, they have cap room, and they have the number one pick. And, you know, minus all the BS, people were saying on the, on the, in the media, like, oh, the Bears should trade, the Bears should trade. Oh, my God, what are you doing? It's like, shut the fuck up. They're not doing that. Um, they got a number one wide receiver while getting four other picks in return. And it's just such a unique situation they're in. And it's like, everything's coming up Millhouse right now, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you ain't kidding. <laughs> and to get a, to get DJ Moore, a top 12 receiver in the NFL, whose quarterbacks were who, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield. And uh, a trash can. Exactly. Like, the fact that he's putting up numbers. Maybe, not, I know his first couple of years he wasn't putting up, like, big touchdown numbers, but... I mean, he, what was the thing that they said? It was if DJ Moore would be third all time or fifth all time in Bears receiving yards. I think you currently. might be like, I think you might be like top two or three, actually. <laughs> I mean, that's just 
I, he didn't have the best year with yards and catches, but he had eight touchdowns or something like that. Seven or eight touchdowns. Baker Mayfield and that offense was bad, and so it was PJ Walker. So he didn't really even start. They had really Sam Darnold too. Dude, the first two months he had games. I know he was on my fantasy team where he would have two targets. Like you, and, you can't, you can't. A guy can't eat if you're not going to get. And I think eight, it also, it also, I think we can be more flexible with our offensive weapons. Um, you know, I think we've always said Mooney's probably not a number one or number two. He's probably more of a, a slot wide receiver. Um, you know, does this open up uh, Claypool? You know, does he get kind of his bearings together with the team? You know, can he use him more in a, no- a true number two situation? Um, you know, the emergence of Cole Komet, which is still a weird sentence to say. Um, I think they finally they got that miss they got that missing piece, and they got more pieces to help build the future. And you know, I was talking to one of our buddies yesterday, and I think. If Bear fans, we have to. I think we can compete next year for like a wild card, and if we don't get it, that's fine. I think it's frustrating the NFL because turnarounds happen so quickly in the NFL. But I think with this, this is an actual true rebuild where it's going to take two to three years, and I think they want to do it right. Oh, absolutely, and I think you see that with. I mean, we'll get to it in a little bit, but the signings that Poles is making, with not you know overspending on guys who are 32, 33, trying to get more, not cost effective, but deals for younger guys that are entering their prime or already like beginning their prime and not, not over overspending. But I mean, just in terms of the trade that we made for the first overall pick, I mean, to go from our wide receiving core at the beginning of last season being Mooney, St. Brown, Velas Jones, I mean, uh, whoever else. Now we can't have Smith Marset. How could you forget, forget him? Can't forget Smith Marset. How could you forget that one guy who caught a ball in week uh, 17 and all of us were like, who the hell is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to go from that receiving core to now you have DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, obviously coming off an injury, and Chase Claypool as your three guys. I mean, probably not a top 10 receiving core in the league, but from being arguably last in the NFL to top 15 and just one single move. And that's not even including the extra second round picks and the extra first round pick next year. I, I, I feel like this is one of the few times that the majority of Bears fans were happy with a big trade like this. We're like most other times you could be like, you get 50% of the people saying, Oh, I'm not for it. 50% of the people saying, Oh, I think it's a good move. I think it's gotta be like 90 10%, not people for the trade, 10% being like they have a problem with it. But when I heard that, I was I was thrilled. I don't thrilled understand thrilled. anyone who's on the other side there, Kev. I, it's, it's like boomers like my dad. Well, <laughs> like four but look at the landscape now. Even It's honestly even better that we did this podcast today uh, because even now the, the landscape of that pick changed because where, first of all, Already, we are we're gonna we're gonna say getting a known player who's in it who's 25 years old as a wide receiver for Fields. It's already the play. It's already absolutely the play. The Carolina, but let's let's say for example you're not gonna include the Carolina and you wanted a higher pick. That's the only thing that that's the only other people that are things that are people are saying right. They wanted two, four, um, the Falcons pick or the Raiders pick. Okay, let's let's put let's play with that. Falcons just today said they're committing to uh, Ritter. So if you didn't make that trade on uh, on Monday, now the Falcons are out of the game. Right. The Raiders just committed to Jimmy G. So now if you didn't make that trade on Monday, you now have a le- one less person. So you now – like what – what's so maybe the Panthers, if they don't get the trade with us, maybe they go ahead and they get, they get number two because it sounds like they want Stroud or the kid from Florida. So – you, you could have been in a spot where, like, really, you only, you thought it was five or six teams calling you to two teams real quick. Yeah, that obviously just limits the amount of, you know, if you only got two people bidding against each other, it makes it a lot lot less valuable for you. Uh, but, man, I just – and and now you, like, 
this really shores up the and, and getting DJ Moore and moving down to nine, it really kind of shores up the position we're going to be going for in the draft where, you know, you stayed one or two or four, you kind of go different ways. If you're only going to be getting draft picks and you're still, you're high up in the first round. But now it's, I mean, it's gotta be offensive line or defensive line is where we're going with our first round pick. So with the guys that are going edge rushers, quarterbacks, so it's probably going to be line or, or D line. So I don't know. I, this, this has been a wonderful time as a Bears fan. Hearing that news, I was not expecting DJ Moore, and it sounded like uh, Carolina was looking to give a 2025 first-round pick instead of DJ Moore. But it looks like Poles was yeah, I'd rather, on. I'd rather have the player. All right. I mean, you don't know. Yeah. You don't, you don't know a draft pick, so there's so much the timing. There's so much timing that goes involved with this, with the Lovey thing, the. All of the close games that we lost during the season to get there with the lovey thing giving us the first pick to this trade being on Monday because there was other trades there to Jalen Carter that probably had something to do with it of wanting to get out of four, you know, like there's all these sort of timings that ended up just being perfect. And then for whatever reason, the Panthers loving who they like in that particular time to go from we're never giving up DJ Moore to, okay. You can take them. (laughs) There's, there's a lot of things that could have gone wrong. Um, Hell, if this was next year, which sounds like there's, everyone says there's good quarterbacks next year. Right. But you never know. Next year could be like what last year was where nobody takes a quarterback to 20. So being in a draft first pick where people actually want quarterbacks too, that's a good thing. There's a lot of cool things that just happened to this organization. Yeah, A lot of things lined up. Ted Phillips quitting or retiring. That had to help somehow. Yeah. I mean, pick nine, like you said there, Kev, O-line, D-line, just take take what you got. And it sounds like you almost have a top five pick because it seems like there's going to be four quarterbacks taken before you, or three at least. So you got a top five, a top, five top six, because we're not taking quarterbacks. So sounds pretty good to me. And you throw in the Panthers' first-round pick next year. And the Panthers, I'm assuming, are going to be bad. They don't, they don't have – skill position players. They gave up McCaffrey. They will have a rookie quarterback. I mean, their defense was, they have some pretty solid players on defense, but I mean, uh, they could easily be a top or bottom 10 team in the league. And then we end up with another top 10 pick to go along with our own first round pick. So it it makes the season a lot better because if the bears lose, at least we can look over to see if the Panthers lost too. And we could be like, all right, well, all right. Exactly. Or if the bears are winning, you're like, oh man, we're going to have a low first round pick, but if the Panthers keep losing, it's like, oh, they're kind of like the Eagles this year. You know, they were the obviously in the Super Bowl and but they still had the Saints pick and they they were like eight or seven, something like that. So mm-hmm. it's a good problem to have. And they, I think they still have like the eighth round or the eighth pick this year too, because of certain trades they made. Mm-hmm. So it, it's definitely that was the very, very great start to the off season free agency, that whole that whole deal. But um uh, so after that whole news, we got free agency coming into play on Monday, and we're up to can, what we can have. Can someone explain this to me? I thought it starts on Wednesday, but it could start on Monday. I don't get it. I think it's you, not like you, you can, can reach negotiate. out to people. Yeah, you can negotiate. So basically, are all the things that we're getting right now are not actually official until inked on Wednesday? Is that what's going on? Yeah. Handshake, <laughs> handshake deals. Yeah, essentially. But once you essentially tweet it, you look like an idiot if you're a player and you back out on that. Or a physical. Yeah. Like Larry Obanjobi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Kev. I had to ask it. No, you're all good. I mean, you. No, I, I, I thought the same thing, too. But so we have, we're up to what, four signings now? If, I think technically five. We have five. So the, so the first signing we made, linebacker. TJ Edwards. Should we just should we go through all of them or just go one by one? Yeah, TJ. Yeah, go, go. Yeah, do it and, and do it in chronological order. See if you can remember. All right. So first signing, TJ Edwards, linebacker from the Eagles, teammates with Jack Sanborn. Um, I mean, I didn't really watch. Illinois I'm not gonna guy. Say, He's an Illinois I'm, guy. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna say like I watched tons of film and I you know researched, but it seems like he's a good linebacker. I mean, he led. He had. A, the seventh in the league in tackles or something like that. We got another linebacker, which we needed. 
And then that's about all I know about T.J. Edwards, other than that everyone else seems, seems excited for him. He's young, 26, something like yeah. that. It's on brand with all the guys that we've yep. signed so far. Had a shit ton of tackles. 99 yeah. solo. Um, sounds like he can play middle and will. Um, both the Eagles and the Bills both play a 4-3, which is good because the Bears play a 4-3. Um, I think the one red flag is, you know, you get I, – I see the holes in the argument of signing two off-ball linebackers because it's – so many people run a 3-4 nowadays. But um, – You got him on a team-friendly deal too. You wanted to come back to play for the team that he grew up – Yeah, he grew up a Lance Briggs fan. That's pretty cool. We got to have the most, like, Illinois kids with Komet, and then if they, if they get Skronsky, like, we'll have, like, the most Illinois or kids. Lu- or Lucas Van Ness, mm-hmm. guy from Iowa. Or you know that he's dating Cole Komet's sister? Oh, God. Wait, Peter Skronsky or Lucas Van Ness? Lucas Van Ness. I, oh. isn't, uh, I've heard that we're interested in the Illini running back. Uh, well, we're going to need a running back now. Jimmy James Robinson. Illinois State, baby. Yeah. yeah. See, oh, he broke his leg last year, didn't he? Yeah, but Redbirds for life, baby. All right, second pick. <laughs> Tremaine Edmonds. Yes, second signing from, from Poles, Tremaine Edmonds. That's going to be a tongue twister. TJ Edwards, Tremaine Edmonds. That's going to be a little. Yeah, that's going to be tough. That's gonna be tough. I feel like a lot. If if they don't have two different jerseys, people are gonna like get them mixed up. Yeah, all the time. you gotta have one's gotta be in like the fifties. The other one's gotta be like, single 60s digits. Or yeah. something. you gotta be, you know, yeah, like, One can't be forty nine and the other one fifty nine type. Of I can I can see Jeff Joniak screwing that up on the radio call, or obviously if we're getting uh, C list, you know, booth I, guys. I, mean, I screwed it up when I was texting one of my buddies. I got their names, names mixed up. I was like, wait, and then he's like, I know who you were talking about. Well, he's only he's currently 24 years old, so he's had what four seasons in the pros? Four, five seasons? Five, four, five. Yeah. And he's he's still younger than Velas Jones. And do you know what? Here's the thing: Velas actually looked good at the last part of the year, so let's see what happens with him. But yeah, this guy is supposed to be a hitter. He can play Mike. Edmonds um, is 49. Edwards is 57. Ooh. Those are those are basically the same number. Yeah, it's that's not. Gonna, <laughs> that's gonna be tough. <laughs> that's gonna be tough. Shit. At least at least Edmonds has dreads, so. Yeah, that'll be that'll be easy just visually to know who's who. But so you made the comparison about uh, T.J. Edwards being Lance Briggs was a big Briggs fan. Mm-hmm. I was listening to the radio that uh, Edmonds coming out of college, his comp was Brian Erlacher, so. And that I means mean, Jack Sanborn is Hunter Hillenmeyer, baby. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Just cloned him in the lab. Hunter Hillenmeyer. I mean, here's the thing. It, it Other podcasts were kind of saying it, and they were kind of like shitting on Hunter Hillenmeyer. Hunter played in the league for eight years, you know, and he was drafted. If you got eight years out of a person like Jack Sanborn, an undrafted rookie, you take that to the bank, man. Absolutely. Um, and, like, obviously, Sanborn is probably not going to get as many snaps. Um, I mean, who knows? He might win out in camp. I think you have three guys who could obviously play middle linebacker, which is great. Um, I think if they are going to, if there's, if they're not in a non nickel situation, uh, Sanborn's probably going to play Sam. And if they go to a nickel, Jack is probably out, one would think. But who knows? It's good to have. It's good to have options. And he's still gonna be on the team. He's just, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I mean, I mean got... fans, fans would burn. Outside of Justin Fields, I feel like everyone's favorite player is Jack Sanborn. Or everyone's dad's favorite player is Jack Sanborn, at least. Hundred percent. My dad loves Jack Sanborn. He's like that kid, man. He hits. He hits, man. <laughs> well, with our first two signings, really, yeah, yeah, people like over Brisker, over Brisky. Yeah, no. Linebacker in this town, it's not even close. Yeah. Big neck. Big neck. That's gonna that's gonna also <laughs> do it. So we I mean essentially with our first two signings, we've shored up our linebacking core. I mean, obviously Sam Bourne is you know, that last linebacker is kinda up in the air. Could be Jack, could you know could be other another person. Um 
But, I mean, think about it, going from who were our linebackers last year? Matt Adams, Jack Sanborn, and – Nobody. Nick, Nick Morrow. Nick Morrow. I mean, I didn't, see, I didn't see Nick Morrow and Matt Adams making plays out there on a consistent basis. When your undrafted rookie linebacker is your best player on defense, you need help. That's not a slant at Jack Sanborn, but you need help. And Eberflus, you know, an indie, a big, big part of his defense was having, you know, solid linebackers. I mean, you had, what's his face? Uh, Shaq Leonard. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's an obviously important to both Poles and Eberflus that the linebackers are shored up. So then our third, I believe, was it Nate Jones was our third, our third signing? Guard from the Titans? Yes. 20, I think he's 25, 26, 26 years old, played 54 games and however many seasons he's played. So he's relatively healthy, young. I mean, I'm not gonna, once again, I'm not going to say I watched a lot of Titans offensive line uh, gameplay last season, but... Nobody knew who this guy was. And now everyone's, exactly. coming, now everyone's coming out of the woodwork saying, dude, he's a great... Offensive linemen. So you know what? Awesome. I mean, awesome. a lineman we'll who it. goes under the radar is probably pretty good. Well, the only lineman free agents that uh, that were acquired by Mr. O-Line Guru were not very good. So I'm hoping that this one's actually a good one. Yeah, and at least this offensive line signing was like day one of free agency, not, you know, tier two, tier three, tier four free agent that were just kind of like sifting through the trash with Riley Reef and uh, oh Lucas Patrick. So, I mean, if he's signed on, you know, day one or day two, it's yeah. got, it's gotta be a good look. It's gotta be. Sam, gotta Sam Musford was better than them at the end of the year. That's how bad Lucas Patrick and Riley Reef were. Yeah. Well, so now it begs the question now with another guard, you know, what are you going to do with, like, a Tevin Jenkins? What are you going to do with with the center your, position? He might be your swing tackle. And then what, you know, and then where, about white hair, you know? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm reading that people are assuming he might get cut, save the money, draft a, draft a center. If, it's, if he's not going to swing over to center. I mean, I Mustaford could play center. Yeah, I mean, and Lucas Patrick was banged up. Maybe they really like him, even though he didn't play well last year. But, you know, a year being fully healthy, he might look different. I mean, Mustafer got better. I'd rather have Mustafer than Lucas Patrick. Still got Orlando uh, Brown uh, in the wings there. there. Yeah. That is the thing that then you go, okay, well then, because it sounds like, I mean, you're not going to get Orlando and tell him to go play right tackle. You're probably going to tell Braxton to play right tackle then, right? I mean, you would think so. I mean, you're gonna you're not gonna tell the all pro guy you're moving. Yeah, but I'm and okay then, with I going mean, with Braxton Jones as at left tackle if you could sure up the rest of it. Uh, you know. Yeah, and like, and this plays into now our draft strategy of possibly being an old lineman, whether it's Skaronski or the guy from Ohio State, Paris Johnson, I think is his name. Oh, he's he's good. He's he might be one of the most underrated people in the draft. Yeah. So, I, mean, I, wa- I want either of those two. I, everyone's saying what uh, Wilson uh, from, yeah. uh, but either of those two, and it looks like one of those two will be available. And then you get people, it, you get idiots online like, oh, you don't want to take Paris, you don't want to take Skronsky. You could get them at twelve or thirteen. We already traded down. It's time to just <laughs> pick. It's time to pick. Yeah, you get, now you're getting two. Picture glaring need. Too picky. Yeah, I mean, if they don't if they don't sign another offensive lineman and like Brad Biggs just had an article out a couple hours ago saying like the Bears can kind of watch where the rest of the league is going and then kind of dictate where else the market is going because how much cap room they still have. So it's like you don't need to keep jumping the gun. You can kind of kind of wait to see how how kind of like falls into place. Um, you know, if Orlando Brown is still hanging there, you might as well get them. And then you could always get. I mean, they still need, I would say their biggest glaring hole right now is their defensive line, right? They just signed a guy late last night. Uh, what's his name from Tennessee again? Um, oh, I just have it up. It's uh, Demarcus Walker. Yeah, seven sacks last year. I mean, that's yeah. more than I think 
kind of been a dirty guy. Offensive li- or defensive line had last year, so. Yeah, yeah. Not as. It seemed yeah, like it. Congrats, you beat out Brisker. wow you beat out a rookie safety um you know so they got i mean he's still only 28 years old um it doesn't look like it's that big of a deal i I mean it seems like he's going to be the muhammad i can't remember his name kind of rotational guy like coming in i mean yeah he sucked last year so getting someone else besides him who actually got sacks last year right 28 I mean, I'm all for it. I don't think he's going to be playing every down or playing, you know, I think the tons Bears and tons of snaps. If the Bears are in that spot, you know, Skaronsky could get picked up. If the top four quarterbacks who we think are all going to go, let's say, four out of five, four out of six, right? I, I'm not really sold on Richardson or Will Levis. I don't think I don't think they're that good. Um, but hey, people will do crazy things for quarterbacks, as we all know, because um, we're guilty of it. If they go in the top four or five, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Saransky gets picked up early. You know, does that leave us with like a Jalen Carter? If Jalen Carter's at nine, I tell the McCaskies, hey, fuck off. I'm I'm making this pick. I need a defensive tackle. Even even in the mock drafts I've looked at, even if you just be conservative and say three quarterbacks are taken in the top ten, I've seen both of those offensive linemen available at nine. Yeah, it, 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 even if they go, if they go. And like a Lucas Van Ness is there and you're like, Hey, we also need another defensive end. You're going to have to draft him too. I think we'll have, I think we'll have the opportunity of picking both of them at nine, uh, uh, Paris or Skronsky. I think they'll both be there. So you're saying four people who we could have there. And I, I take all, I take all four. If either one of them is there, Paris, Skronsky, Carter. Yeah. Lucas, Paris Van Johnson Ness. is, is like mocked for like, Pick 13, 14. Okay. Um, Skaronsky's mocked at us he, currently at nine. Yeah, nine. Where's um, Van Ness and Carter at? I have... Uh, least, Van, Van Ness, all, 15. He's at 15? I mean, I think it personally... We just, want, we just want some big 10 guys on our team. <laughs> personally, I would love if the Bears... I mean, depending obviously depending on how... Across the free agency shakes up. Like if you sign an Orlando Brown, then that's going to change things. But would you be mad if we go with Christian Gonzalez, the corner? I think we don't need. I mean, it'd be nice to have a guy from um, Oregon. I I think that out of the positions that we need, I think that we can. I mean, mean, we have what four? We have three more picks in the top sixty-four. You said after our first round pick. So we yeah, have three, three I, more I, second I, rounders. Your first, your I just, first. I just feel like you want to go best pick, best pick available at times, but I think it's really, a little bit targeted. Yeah, it has to be one of the two. It has if to be a, not, a, if, a, it has to be a defensive tackle or, uh, you know, or D line or O line. It's got to be it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I personally would probably go O line just because, I mean, number one, he's our, he's our future. I think that, I think you that this draft is. This draft is deep with edge rushers, so I think we could probably find a guy with our three other picks. Um, I, I will say this: if Carter's there, if he's I, there, I, I, you gotta get I, Carter. Yeah, I, that's right. It's, if you're gonna run a so four, difficult though, but if you're, if you're you know gonna what? Run, here's the, if you're gonna run a four-three, you need that defensive tackle. You man. feel a hell of a lot better picking him, and he turns up being a bust at nine than you do at two, one or two, one, two or four. Absolutely. I don't okay. think so, though. I, I can see, like, that could be, like, the Seahawks or, or um, like, the Seahawks seems like a, a pick. Like, you know, like, Pete Carroll doesn't seem like he has problems with those people. No, and I think it's, I, I think it sounds like polls is someone who does his homework a little bit. Um, you know, people were shitting on him for the Quan Brisker pick. They're like, oh, we oh, we just drafted uh the cornerback, we don't need a safety. And so, so Peron Brisker was better than her. They wanted Brisker at the at Kyler Gordon's pick. Yeah. But they saw Kyler Gordon still there, so they picked him. Right. And then, luckily, he was another, what, four picks later? Yeah. They got Brisker. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm with you, Tim. I'd rather be an offensive lineman. 
But, you know, if he goes... Then hope your top five next year is... I hope you get a top five from Carolina and then you can get the best pass rusher available. I don't know. And, uh, something. I, I mean, or who's to say that you can't... You know, you can't trade. You can't get something later on with some money, or you know, eventually. I mean, I mean, wasn't Von Miller, or I'm sorry, what, what's his goddamn name, Chubb, dealt in the middle of the season? Stuff happens with teams oh, that absolutely. think that that stuff yeah. happens. That teams think they're at the top, and then they then they unload on their assets. So. I think, yeah, I, I think it's just weird because the division is. You kind of feel the the change in the guard with the NFC NFC North is about to change, right? The Lions are the favorites in Vegas right now. I Think mean, about that. They have money. They have two first round picks. They have a coach that seems pretty well liked. Even though I could see if they don't make the playoffs this year, he's on the hot seat because it's like, hey, you're a great rah rah guy, but are you an X and O guy? I, to get I feel like if I were them, I'd take the Florida guy and just sit him behind Goff. Yeah, he's like the he's the guy that like if you have the opportunity to have him sit, he could I, be. I just I would take a quarterback. One, yeah, because he's only been what Richardson's only been at Florida one year. They're not they're going to be good enough where they're not going to be able to pick a top guy next year. If I were Detroit, I'd pick a quarterback now. So they're yeah, and and with the expectation you don't have to play, but right now. and he, right because otherwise if they're nine and eight, ten and seven, they're going to be in that purgatory hell. Goff's uh, not 18 the pick, 18 he's not, pick to the 25 he, pick. He's okay, but do you really want to be paying Goff? What is Goff's contract? Is his contract like over in a year or two? Do you really want to be giving him 40 million? You can reset again with Richards. Yeah, I think that's the way you go. I mean, that was the and, only val- that was the only valuable argument of trading Fields. It resets your financial cap. Well, and and you're gonna have to pay. You know, I'm on Rod buttload of money if he if you want to keep him so you want to have the quarterback like you said on a cheap deal to pay your stars and you know that's what everyone's, everyone's trying to do i've been trying to get their good quarterback on a rookie deal and pay your stars and jared goff under contract this year and next and then unrestricted mm. so i feel like you get it you get a rookie now because and you get that fifth year so you get do you want to be paying jared goff what it takes now 40 million when he's 31 it also comes down to they do they think Jared Goff is the guy who takes them over the edge? No, he's definitely not. I don't right because I, I don't think he's definitely improved from when he was in L.A. But he's not, I don't think he's like I'm trying to think of like a good comp to Jared Goff, who's like a guy that's really good but like isn't gonna the Garoppolo. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, Garoppolo. He could get one. you there, but he's not gonna win. I mean, yeah, they both might. lose Super Bowls. Congrats. I'm not saying he's bad. Like I'm, I'm, I'm saying you can no. even play him for two or three more years, but you got to have an answer. Yeah, and I mean, Detroit's in such a weird position. Like I said, they got two, they got a high first round pick, and they got a medium first round pick. I mean, I'd kill. I mean, that's hopefully where the Bears are at next year, right? You hope that the Bears can go seven and ten, eight and nine, nine and eight kind of get like an 18th pick on their own and then have Carolina suck ass and you're in that top five top six spot where you're like hey we can draft whatever the fuck we want or we could trade back and get more picks right um I, I just I do feel like what's going on in Green Bay is Aaron Rodgers is supposed to go on the Pat McAfee show tomorrow he could just say hey I'm done I'm retiring I'm filling out the paperwork tomorrow I'm that'd done. be great That'd be awesome. It'd be I would, so I that. would I, I'm kind of I'm I'm bittersweet about it. I'd rather him I'd rather him stay in Green Bay than go to the Jets. Because they're they're not they're gonna keep plateau they're they plateau. That's what I'm saying. I want to yeah. I want to I want to beat him on, on his way out. I don't want to have to just get a cop out. And that and means they him. really that means they really wasted that pick with Jordan Love. And they're gonna keep keep yeah. signing him to one year deal. Yeah, because what this is what his third or fourth year coming they up. And he hasn't they don't played? have they they couldn't win the division. I mean they they or they couldn't even get in the playoffs this year. I mean And now that now and now they're down Alan Lazard too. So if he does end up staying in Green Bay, now they got I don't even know who they they got the Lazard hasn't signed Dobbs yet. Or Dubs. He hasn't signed yet. Well I, but yeah, they uh he agreed to a deal. Oh he did agree. 
Deck yeah, out tonight. four years, 44. Wow. Yeah, I mean, he, he no, one, talks, no one's signed yet, but yeah. I didn't know he was in. I, I heard he was in talks, and he was thinking about I didn't know they have a, a framework now. Okay. Well, and that's the, I mean, did you hear about, it just came out today, that Rodgers has, like, yeah, the wish list of people. He wants, he wants Randall Cobb's old ass. <laughs> Randall Cobb, Odell Beckham, and Alan Lazard. Woo! Might as well just call it the retirement home. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I mean, and if you're the Jets, like, you kind of already had a pretty good team. Your, yeah, wide you... re- your wide receivers weren't bad last year. No, they were they Garrett like two Wilson. Or three. Yeah, Garrett Wilson, what, got Elijah Moore nominations? Yeah, why do you want three just old-ass dudes? I mean, I don't think Alan Lazard's that old, but still, you have two guys, second-year, third-year, promising stars, and Aaron Rodgers comes in, and he wants Odell. Like, that's that's not a, a warning sign. Why would me. you Why would you need Odell? You got Garrett Wilson. You got... Uh, I, I know, but like... You got, that, you got some great players there. You're willing... Like, if you're the Jets, are you that fucking dumb of an organization? To bend over backwards for They're a desperate. They and they they're not like us. And they're also like us in that they have only had Joe Namath. Otherwise, they've been terrible at quarterback position, just like us. And the they most have overrated good, quarterback of all time, Joe. Namath they have, a, but, but he's better than whatever we have. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, so they're desperate, and they picked a dud. We didn't pick a dud. They did. Yeah, so, they're double. They're double desperate. And I mean, like what, Mike White just left. Like they got nobody. And Jimmy Garoppolo, their backup is done. Is is already signed. They're done. Like who do they? If they don't get, if if, if they do not get Aaron Rodgers, who are the, who is available? And then I'm not also sold on the Vikings. Sorry, they lost in the first round to the Giants. That's Jimmy. someone else. They, they, people have said they might trade for Kirk Cousins. I mean, he's making all that money. If you're the if you're the Vikings, I mean, you got to pay. Justin Jefferson is going to get paid, absolutely paid by someone. And if you're paying Kirk Cousins all that money, I don't know. I think as it stands now, if the Aaron Rodgers news is true and he goes to New York, I mean, we got to be. We're not last projected to be last in the division. I'd say. I mean, that's probably, I mean, depending on what the Colts pick, I think that might be them. Or, or the, I mean, obviously, maybe still the Texans, who knows, can you, but. Can you imagine, like, a 10-year war between Chicago and Detroit for the division? I'll, 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 I'm here for it, as long as the Packers aren't involved. It's, it's just yeah, something You don't get the random different. year like the Bears were, like, where they win the division, and then they suck for seven years. It's like when the it's like when the uh, Royals were good for those few years. It was like, wow, this is really weird. They've been horrible for so long. It's kind of nice seeing someone like different, even if it's not my own team. That's kind of how I feel. I'm here for it. I, uh, I yeah, but I would. I, don't get me wrong. I'll be happy, and I'll text you guys if he goes to the Jets. But a little part of me would be like, I also want a Brett Farbum too. Where you beat him his last couple of years, his last three or four years. I yeah, I just I would rather beat him as a Packer and like exactly yeah. like you said. I think their ceiling has already been hit, and if he stays there, he actively makes the team um, plateau and they're done. Yeah, I would. I would. I, I, I'm not scared of him return. Like last year, I was being like, oh man, if he returns, like shit, like another dominant. Packers team, or they're going to be the favorites, and they're—I mean—they did beat us twice, whatever. But yeah, this year, if he comes back, I'm not like, oh shit, like we're screwed. Like there's two, put two losses on the board. It's, it's like, not the boogeyman anymore. And it helps that you know Fields played well against the Packers. We look, we look good against. The, we look better against the Packers with the worst team like, in the league. I feel like the Bears, like the younger brother, who is like, you know, you had a lot of your older brothers have been picking on you for so long and every once in a while we win and then we're irrelevant for a while. Um, but it's like about to hit puberty and we're, uh... we're just hitting puberty. We've been working out a little bit, you know, we get better grades. We're smarter than you. And like your older brothers are kind of like not living up to their potential. Like they're dipshits in school. 
They're not as good as athletes as you thought they were. And now it's like, hey, I'm going to be the bully of the house. Just what happened in a year? I mean, if they would have made the playoffs, does this all change? Are they just ready to roll with Rodgers again? I don't, I don't see them beating. I don't see them beating the Giants in the playoffs, to be honest. They sure as shit weren't beating the Cowboys. Oh, I'm just saying, was it was it just Eagles. that? Or was it after a year they're just tired of Rodgers' shit? Like, they're, I mean, just had they, just had they, they have said things about a player, basically, that they're ready to move on from him that you're just like, if he comes back, how does it even, I mean, it's, it's literally pretty much, I mean, what are the chances he even comes back to Green Bay? I don't really see it. I think it all started, like, I mean, it probably started way, way before this, but, like, the biggest thing was, like, I think the Packers-Niners playoff game where he just stunk. But they decided to keep him and pay him after that. that. I think it was before that, Kev, to be honest. I think it's when they drafted Jordan Love, knowing that they wanted to have a quarterback to groom like they did with Rodgers, with Favre. And I think but he then kind why of got, pay him? Why pay him last year? I mean, he holds a gun to their head. Yeah, and I he think does. That, it's, I think it's, the it's, Packers, the Packers organization knows that like they're the only thing going on in Green Bay, and if they lose him, you know, there's a lot of they better money. hope Wisconsin basketball or football is good because there's nothing they, up there. <laughs> they think that getting rid of him now, like it's just like it's just a done deal. I don't know. It's so weird. I just I. I but get, you know what? I would love to be in that situation where you have a quarterback for that long and you get to go through all that. That would be yeah, nice. Fifteen years later, you're like, ah, it ended kind of shitty, but you know. But would if you're a the Packer fan? The first fourteen years were great. If you're if you're a Packer fan, you've had probably the two two out of the ten best quarterbacks of all time, and you have my entire adult life has been ruined by this I'm, guy. I'm, I'm just saying, Favre. It's weird how Favre became a prima donna and went to the Jets. The Rodgers became a weirdo conspiracy theorist. Prima Donna went to the Jets. Like, but you only get two. Like those two quarterbacks. I think that's just the so way it is. I think that's the way it is. Watch, watch Mahomes. Mahomes in fourteen years won't be a chief. Yeah. I mean, it was weird seeing Tom. It's, it's all sunshine and rainbows when you're winning Super Bowls and you're winning playoff games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We we can take we can tell you how it is to not win Super Bowls and not win playoff games. It sucks. We can a lot of, we, a lot of we can write coaches. books on how not to make the playoffs. <laughs> a lot of There's different all, coaches. All all the all the same people who like like you were saying, Tim. Like we grew up our our entire adult lives like getting beat by Aaron Rodgers and like lots of you know mediocre to bad teams, few playoff appearances. The flip side, you're going to have Green Bay fans who know nothing but success, and now they don't know how to handle what it's like to have a bad football team or a mediocre football team. I, I, I hope I to hope God going, he's bad, Jordan Love. I just hope he's bad. You can't have three Hall of Fame quarterbacks in a row. No, no, no. You certainly can. <laughs> they could be the first. Listen, you know, the Niners, the Niners had, what, Montana, Young, and then Jeff Garcia. Good quarterback. Not a Hall of Famer, so maybe it's Favre, Rogers, Jordan Love. Same thing basically, though, you they're, said basically they're Jeff Garcia. It's same. It's the same thing like last year though. Like if Jordan Love plays, I hope is exactly what you were saying last year, Jackson. I hope they still win like six or I seven games. I hope he's plainfully average. Yes, yes, because Where we don't want like, them. We don't want them getting like, like the Caleb Guy Williams. Co- or something. It's like the old Geico commercial with the old man who was fishing, who had the dollars. Like, oh, you gotta get it, and you think Packer fans are like, if I get that dollar, we're great, we're good, you know. And he's Damn just straight. He's just never good enough. If he could be, well, I guess two wild card spots. He doesn't win you division. If if he could be Dak Prescott, that'd be awesome. Mm. Maybe not. Maybe a little bit below Dak Prescott, but like yeah, because that means he's still beating you in the the regular season. I mean, like I would say, like a Jeff Garcia, right? If you're doing like three quarterbacks in a row, he is Jeff Garcia. He's obviously not as good as Steve Young and Joe Montana. But he's good enough. He can win you a playoff game, get you into playoffs every two to five years, but you're stuck in purgatory with draft picks. Well, and the best part about the pack, the best part, and I don't want this to just be about the Packers the entire time, but the best part about the pack, this whole thing with Aaron Rodgers is that 
it's not like if he's gone, you're like, well, at least we have a good team surrounding him. They don't really have a great team surrounding no. him. And it's weird because he finally has a running back or two running backs. But now no, still no outside weapons. But hey, guys, there's a great saying. It just sucks to suck, you know, and it, it just feels like it's. I wouldn't go that far yet. Yeah, I, well, he's got. Still were, they still were in a potential to get in the playoffs. We were literally the worst team in the NFL. <laughs> so. Listen, I wouldn't go that far yet. Listen, we played with a bunch of JV teams last year. You know JV what? players. Yeah, they they might as well went to the suburbs and found some kids and bust them on over. I don't remember the last time the Green Bay Packers had the first pick. I don't know. I mean, we haven't had it happen in our parents' lifetimes. It hasn't happened since like World War II. The Bears. I prefer it not to happen again. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be like Jacksonville type of thing. Well, anything else new with you guys? It's been a while, and in I do sports, have, in the sports two, world, not really. I have two ridiculous sports stories from this week. Go ahead. Both happen in D three um, college sports. So the first one is uh, the D three wrestling championships were this past weekend, and two brothers faced each other for the one sixty five title. The older brother won three to one in overtime. Can you imagine? I, I get the Kelsey brothers, right? You're facing each other, but you both play offense. You're not truly going against each other, I guess. But actually facing your own brother to win a championship, I feel like that's the ultimate bragging rights. And the other one is a baseball game went 24 hours today. They had to call it off because it got too late. They resumed it. And the game ended something like 28-27. Wait, it, it played for 24 hours, like, straight? Then they had they, to... They played pretty much about 17 hours, and it went, like, 25 innings. I mean, that's... Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Hearing stuff like that, it makes me be, be like, okay, like, they shift rules and, like, pitch clock, like, all right, like, I get it. 48 like, runs were scored in this game. 17 hours, and there, there should be 100 runs scored. What That's, game was this? It was a D3 game. Oh, God. Port, uh, Port Charlotte versus Montgomery County Institution. The final, hold on. The game began playing on March 13th, 11 a.m. The game ended March 14th at 11, 10 a.m. The proceedings were postponed Monday evening at 4.45 p.m. nearly for six hours into the game because two teams refused to stop stop smacking the hell out of the baseball. 20, 23 to 23. Uh, yeah, apparently this is the most. The game ended 25-23. Uh, actually, I had a friend who was watching this game. Uh, Kevin, you you know him. Rich was actually like watching this game. He he said he was watched about three or four innings, and then he realized this is the most ridiculous game I've ever seen in my life, and he I turned thought, it off. I thought you were gonna say he watched the entire thing because that wouldn't surprise me. Oh, that wouldn't surprise me. He'd be, <laughs> that guy would have got loaded up on some cocktails and probably would have watched it. <laughs> but yeah, this makes me like kind of want to favor the new baseball rules. This just makes you realize that like not the wrestling thing, but this baseball one is just like. D3 is such a different animal than Division One sports because, like, that's no, basically... That's no way this would happen in D1 High baseball. school kids playing a game. No, God, no. I mean, you always get some, like, really good athletes once in a while in D3 sports because, you know, they just slip through or transfer rules or whatever. But can you just imagine being, like, the ump for that? And it's like, all right, 25-23, like, what the fuck? Like, this is not a good game. At that point, I'd be just calling everything a strike. Yeah. Yeah. If it's not already hit outside the ballpark. There's just some weird that I would not. I mean, got to start serving beer again. It's a college. It's like a D3 game. They don't serve alcohol. They should have wheeled in some kegs and that would have, you know, livened things up. Can you imagine if you were like taken out in like the fifth or sixth inning 
you know, for like a defensive substitution or whatever. Can I, can I leave? Can I just go home? Like, I can't. Do, do you allow players to come back in? You know, it's like, hey. If I, if I leave and come home, or if I leave and come back, am I allowed to come back into the game? Yeah, I, or can you imagine, like, being, like, one of the umps? You're like, Jesus, like, the first base ump where it's, like, every pitch is, like, a home run. You're like, this is going to be a long day. Umpires are already the grumpiest. Out of all the sports, I feel like the grumpiest of all. I mean, we saw that this weekend with that one called strike rule in that one D1 game. Yeah. Like bowing inside, and then the batter was throwing a hissy fit, and then the ball was clearly a ball, and the ump just called him up. Yeah, nothing ever came of that, I don't think. I didn't see anything, but... I mean, it's a terrible call, but at the same time, you can't show up an ump. Sure you can. You can, you can do what you want. You, better, you gotta be ready for the consequences. <laughs> you guys have any weird stories? Did you guys my, see cocaine? My favorite, uh, my favorite story in, in the hiatus that we had was in Virginia and like sometime in like January or February. And I know this cause my buddy coaches uh, high school basketball. There was a, there was a JV team where, where a 22 year old coach posed as a player. And oh, then just yeah, dominated in the <laughs> What makes you on, what on earth makes you even want to do that? It was in the Washington post. <laughs> That's what, why I learned about it. What on earth would make you just want to put that jersey on and then just like, and especially if you're going to put the jersey on and like for whatever, if you're just even entertaining the idea, why would you want to take over the game too? Like, you know what I mean? At least just be like Chris Paul out there or something, just dishing out assists. Don't be shooting. That's like, uh, hey, you could uh, copy my test, but let's make up, mix up some uh, answers so you don't think it. No, someone could catch on to us. Yeah, you, no, get, a 90, go, you get a 91 out of 100. I'm going to go and drop 50. No one will think anything of it. That's I mean, and, and like, I forgot about that one. And because you said it was JV, like, I mean, you guys know, there's no, like, JV, like, they're not playing for a JV tournament. There's, like, no nothing to, like, oh, we need to win this game to get into this. Like, JV just, like, random okay, games. I did that. read that both girls, both, both teams – the girls on both teams both went to their coaches after the game and said they didn't, they're done. They don't want to play for the rest of the season. I don't and, blame them. Yeah. What the hell it's is fucking? It was a female coach who did it, right? Yes. Yeah, that's weird. Can you imagine? No, like, it was a dude coach who played for the girls. <laughs> I could no, I couldn't remember if it was a girl or guy team. But can you Apparently imagine? Like, it's happened for a guy team. I mean, so was it was this the like head coach's decision to be like, hey, assistant apparently, coach? Yeah, up? obviously, like you know, people denied the comment and they both got fired. But yeah, <laughs> apparently, like, did they think they can get away with it? I guess one girl was out for the day and she put on her uniform. Yep, and said, "I'm I'm so and so." That's what I'm saying. Like, maybe you could get away with it because you look very young at 22 and you're a girl. Oh, like, okay, coaches. fine. But then why are you out there, like, scoring 30 points? Like, what I'm are you doing? Other coaches know who the other coaches are. You know? Apparently, it's like, she was pretty, apparently she was pretty new. I mean, yeah, that could have been. And that could have been, like, schools that don't play each other often. Or, but, yeah. Can you imagine just being in the locker room? You're getting ready. You're stretching out, whatever getting dressed and all of a sudden your coach comes in with the uniform on and like, all right, girls or whatever. Like yeah, we're going to go play basketball. Even, what was even said in the locker room for like every, <laughs> all, for, all the, for all the thirds and like no parents, like, nobody just like, was yeah, like, the this parents is hey, that's a that miss whatchamacallit. Yeah. <laughs> playing point guard. Like at a certain point, like, what are you, how are you even playing for that team? Like, what if you were playing like, like it was your chance to play like, that girl was out, so like you're her backup. It's your chance, and then you get, <laughs> you still on the bench because the coach. <laughs> Finally, I get to I get to play JV game. I don't get a lot of minutes. Wait, would you rather if you're a spectator? If you're a spectator, would you rather go to the 25-23 baseball game with the game with the coach? I know. I'd rather like, see this. I'd rather see this coach. I'd rather see the coach. I think I would too. Like she, the, it, you got to see the video because she was stuffing people, like. Yeah, I can imagine at 22. I'm assuming she has like at least varsity high school experience, probably college experience, playing against like bench warmers for the college, for the high school team. Like, I mean, if you're the tenth 
10, 10, 11, 12 people on the basketball team are usually not the greatest. They're just kind of like morale guys. Be a fly on the wall in that locker room when that was being decided. It's like, hey, where did you play, UConn? Oh, great. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, hey, Jillian, I know that you haven't really uh, gotten a lot of playing time. You know, you re- you've come to every practice. You work your butt off. We're going to go with coach, though, so you're going to sit back on the bench. <laughs> you know damn well, too, if you're going to cheat, you got to go full into it. So, like, Who, decision you, was you know she wasn't getting subbed out. Who is the whose decision was just oh is mine I'm the coach I'm playing today I don't trust you as a backup <laughs> we need this win Shirley the, the the coach like like game plan like watching you Space Jam with the monsters do you want the third seed in the JV tournament or not I I just I have I have to know I have to know I wish I, you know obviously with with these situations people are just like. Don't talk to the press or whatever. But I almost just wish he did. Like, you got to tell me. Can you just imagine being a parent in the stands, especially, like, the parent for whatever team this is? Clearly, there's no parents that go to these games because... Yeah, they'd be like, what the fuck is she doing out there? Why is our coach shooting three-pointers and dunking on kids, you know? I just, I can't imagine everyone on that team being cool with it. Like, she must be one of those, like, coaches that, like, the girls are friends with, you know, or what? I don't know. Dude, people are weird, man. They, they should have, they, they should have like had a press conference. Like I know you said that. Obviously, they didn't talk to the media, but they should have set up like a legit press conference. Coach, I'm just, I'm just trying to get a dub. I'm just trying to get a win. Can you blame me? <laughs> I mean, dude, you're We're trying strong. to get third place in our tournament. Okay. I just, you know, Kevin and I, and then Jackson, us working in public organizations. Like, if that was your organization that did that, like, that would be the talk of the town forever. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and you got to believe We've all coached JV sports, too. You got to believe me. There's times, like, everyone thinks that. I was like, man, if I if I went out there and played against the other 6th, 7th grade teams that I'm coaching against, oh, I could, I'd get 100. But you don't do it. You know they <laughs> Oh, 1,000%. You know, you know how many times I wish I can go out there and pin my own kids? <laughs> like, can't like, do man, it. Man, I could, I could win this tournament so easily, but you just don't do it. I don't know. The whole point of a coach, you, you teach these, you develop them, especially like JV. Like, they're sophomores and, like, juniors like who weren't good enough to make varsity, you know? It's like, that's funny. I forgot about that story. It, it was a how I found out about it was, it was on the Washington Post. Like I was going through my news stories, like catching up the day. I remember reading that article. Be like, JV coach played on team. I was like, wait, what? Hey, it's like, you know, old baseball player managers. Yeah. Get, the, get player managers out there. Do you think player managers should come back? If there was a player manager today, who do you think it would be? In any sport or just probably baseball would be the... Probably baseball. Yeah, football would be a little hard. I think it was like an older, I mean, probably David Ross when he was playing, but as of now. Maybe uh, like Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, probably him, Salvador Perez, maybe. Just think of the other catchers. Yeah. Tatis, let's just have fun. (laughs) Everyone's on PEDs. (laughs) PEDs and motorcycles for everyone. God. Actually, Actually, that'd be awesome. That, that actually, yeah, I, I vote for Nan. Isn't he getting played at like right field right now? I mean, yeah, you got Z- Bogarts and yeah, that's right, Bogarts and Manny. I feel like I kind of hope that team kind of sucks this year. Them and the Mets for spending all that money, yeah. Well, the Mets will always suck. I mean, they'll they'll figure out a way to choke. But I, I think that's gonna be our new segment. We have to find ridiculous sports stories every week they're all out there man i just i can't i i still i just can't I, that just is insane to me kev do you remember seeing any uh, ridiculous sports stories uh i'm sure i have i mean just could be on reddit all day right. every day pretty much but i mean i, I none of that stuff i i did remember the, the player coach one i mean the nba the nba is taken over by one right now so 
the whole yeah. John Morant shit. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the pictures of John Morant with like the, the floors carpeted and, and money. That's pretty. Oh, yeah, I saw that last night. That was funny. Dude, he's in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> pictures with guns and, you know. He's, it sounds like he's out for the season. He's getting counseling. It's a shame, too, because the Grizzlies were like a top top two, top three seed in the West. But, hey, what are you going to do? I saw it because, like, I forget how the NBA max deals or whatever work or whatever. So it's it has something to do with you have to be all pro NBA. And because he's going to be going to counseling, he's going to lose out on $39 million. So, yeah, that's he's, he's going to have to go to some cheaper strip clubs. So, uh, last thing, um, NCAA tournaments this week. Um, who do you guys like? Who are you guys I for? know dick all. Um, I do, I do, uh, I was scorned because I won some money betting on the Super Bowl. So I was like, let's just roll it over. Let's roll it over to some college basketball. Let's do it. And Stupid. I don't know if you're paying attention to college basketball the week or two weeks after the Super Bowl. Every top seed was losing. Yep. Like home teams are losing. Like it was just like, what is going on? I'm like, I don't even know. So I'm sure with that though, I'm sure this tournament will actually be pretty good. Who's the favorite? Alabama. I think Alabama's the favorite. Al- Alabama or, or Kansas. H- I think Houston has the highest percentage to win though. I mean, yeah. Uh, I, I guess if I had to pick someone. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to pick a one seed. So I'll go with basketballs. College basketball is better when Duke's good, so that Kevin can like Duke and I can just hate on him. Yeah, yeah. Duke's, and and Duke's they're, they're a fifth seed, but they're they won nine in a row. Just won the ACC tournament. They're playing well. Oh, yeah, so they're playing better without Coach K. Yeah, I mean, well, the, for their first like half their season, they didn't have they like someone one of their like top guys was out for at least one of their games. So now that they've actually like put 15 games or so together with everyone and they're playing really well. So Kentucky like bad. I mean, they're not like the Kentucky, but they're, if they lose in the first round of the tournament, I Cal Perry could probably be out or at least discussed being, he's like Mr. Kentucky. What, how do you just, no, they've been, they've been a little down for the past like six, seven years. Oh, okay. Well then, Time to roll. It's it, it, like I mean, all I don't the big think, boys are are gone. I don't, Beheim, him. I don't think I don't think Alabama was expected to be this good. I'm gonna go Arizona. I picked them last year and they lost like in the second round, so I'll, I'll run it back with Arizona. Tim, I think it's weird that the two teams that we cheer for in college sports, mostly for football, we made it. Penn State and Northwestern. We're in the we're in the tourney. Hell yeah, baby! <laughs> and Penn State almost won the Big Ten championship. They, yeah, they blew it. They had a chance. There's, there's, uh, there's teams. Uh, my, my uh, brother-in-law works for GCU. I think they made it. Yes, they did. There are teams I kind of want to cheer for, just because of like Big Ten locally. Your, your favorite college football team. Like I've never really had a true. Growing up, well, I growing up, I love Florida. Um, that was that was my team to always watch. Gators, man. I'm, I was a Gators guy. It's Gators. They were awesome. Yeah. They were awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. Even the, even cool the years, cool even the years before they won the back-to-back national titles, um, they were awesome to watch. But Florida becomes good at uh, football again. You, you, uh, oh, it's, will, it makes, you will absolutely get a bandwagoner in myself. Yeah. Sure. It, um, but like. DC has a school in the tournament with Howard, so I'm kind of rooting for Howard to win their first round matchup. Even though I think they're like the third. Big fan of schools with first names. Yeah, yeah I, I work for Howard. Oh, I, oh, you're rooting for Michael in the tournament? Sick. Howard Howard University is like one of the best known HBCU schools in the country. Wow, Dick. Well, it's a um, weird name. Um. Doesn't change I, the fact that it's a weird name. My uh, my my old apartment actually used to be pretty close to Howard. It was like a couple about a mile away. Um, but I, I do want Northwestern to do well. Illinois, I mean, I guess I'm not the biggest Illini fan, but I hope they. They'll worry, they'll lose, so it's okay. They'll they'll figure out a way. I mean, the Big Ten hasn't won since 2000. 
They have not won an NCAA title since 2000 when Florida lost, Tim, to Michigan State. Yeah, and then didn't they, didn't Illini lose to Florida? No, they uh, lost North Carolina. Carol- yeah, Carolina. And then Wisconsin lost to Duke. Florida and, beat Ohio State. And I think Michigan, that's, Michigan, Michigan lost to Michigan lost to uh, North Carolina or Villanova. I think they lost to Louisville. And I think they lost to either North Carolina or um, it was in 2018 when they beat the shit out of Loyola in the final four. Who did they lose to? It might be North Carolina. I think it was North Carolina. North Carolina lost last year, right? They lost in the. Yes, they lost to Kansas. My boss went to Kansas, and she showed up to work kind of hungover. I'm like, add a girl. <laughs> I went to high school with a guy who was, wasn't from Kansas, or maybe he was from Kansas, but, like, he lived in, like, Illinois for the last 15 years. Said he was going to go to Kansas. Was always talking about how good Kansas was. He ended up going to Kansas, and then he failed out and joined the Navy. So now I always think of that. He's kind of a dick, so I don't like Kansas. One of my best friends out here. Uh, who works at the White House. Uh, he went to Kansas for like a year and a half, and then he dropped out. And joined the Navy? No, he got in politics, and now he actually doesn't have a, a degree, He's, but works at the White House. But he's he went to Kansas. He's like, yeah, I just partied way too much. <laughs> I mean, it's the only thing to do in you Kansas. Still say huh? you're, uh, you're an uh, alumni. That's true. There you go. All right, well, I guess we'll wrap up the episode, and, you know, as more things come, We'll be back on here. I mean, the draft is what? How many days away? 45. 45 days like away. What's at the end of April? Oh, God. I just want it to be tomorrow. It'll be nice to have a, a first-round pick again in the draft. So, you know, you're not we're not waiting for that second day to come along before we get a guy. Yeah, you so can, you, can, you can turn it off early. And, you know, being, being the ninth pick, it's like, you know, obviously having the first pick is, like, I guess cool in some ways. But, like, then it's over. Then you kind of got to gotta watch the rest. Nine's kind of a good spot where, like, you're up close, but, like, you're not, like, over with your pick right away, and then the, the rest of the rest of the show doesn't really matter. So, Guys, we got to say our final goodbye, though. Uh, Montgomery signed with the Lions. Love well, now, well now, now we have to hate him because he's, he's on the Lions, so it was fun while it lasted. I hope you suck now. <laughs> I'll, I'll draft him so he'll be bad. Excellent. There you go. All right. Well, Team Bear Sports Sports Podcast, we're back again. As obviously, as the Bears season rolls along, off season, free agency, we'll be back discussing it. But other than that, Bears looking good. Hopefully, Team Bear out. Thank you, thank you, and go Bears!